0: Everything is not great in the Sunshine State. It's a disaster in terms of COVID. Four Marlins players have COVID. And would you please turn this song off? Who ever thought this would be a good theme song for a Major League Baseball team? Ah! Does anybody else remember that atrocious theme song that actually was not adopted as the official anthem of the Marlins? I remember that so vividly, and given the fact that the Marlins were in the news, we had to put that as our open. Although, for the entire time that this podcast exists, which I hope is many years to come, I hope that we never play that song on here again. Welcome to a Monday morning edition of MLB Morning Coffee from the Ocean Avenue studios here in San Francisco, California. My name is Greg Moraz. I am your host. It is a pleasure to have you along for the ride. Remember, write a review, leave a rating, and subscribe. The more subscriptions we get, the higher our numbers go, and the higher our numbers go, the more people know about this show. Because we played the Miami Marlins song at the top of our show, we are going to start in Philadelphia with the Marlins and the Phillies. A precursor to this game, four Marlins, including Jose Ureña, tested positive for COVID-19 prior to game time, so Robert Duggar had to take the mound for the Marlins. It was quite a slog for Miami, but the Fish, and in particular Brian Anderson, were up to the challenge Sunday afternoon. The reason I say that is because... The Marlins have been the topic of conversation. Get up, ball! And Andy oh. a drive to right, and it's just enough to get up and out. A three-run home run to the opposite field. A good day's work for the Marlins. They lead this one 9-5. to five. That three-run homer by Brian Anderson would make it 9-5. Marlins in the fifth inning. Miami would win 11-6 in Philadelphia. Stephen Tarpley picks up the win for Miami. He goes two-thirds of an inning out of the bullpen of scoreless relief. Cole Irvin takes the loss for Philadelphia. One inning of four-run baseball, five hits, no walks, and one strikeout. Vince Velasquez got the start for Philadelphia. He allowed four runs on three hits in three innings of work. Solid day for Miguel Rojas at the plate. Rojas goes three for four with three runs scored and four RBI. Rojas homered in the second inning a three-run shot that tied the game at four at the time. It was 4-1 Phillies going into that at-bat and then Rojas tripled a run home to make it 5-5 in the top of the fourth inning, and Magnari sierra followed with an RBI double to score Rojas to make it 6-5 in favor of Miami. The Marlins would not trail again from there. Magnari sierra the aforementioned, went 2-for-3 with 2 RBI in the game. Brian Anderson, with that 3-run homer that you heard on the highlight, he had 3 RBI, and Jesus Aguilar hits his second home run in a Marlins uniform, He goes two for three on the day with two runs scored and two walks. For the Phillies in defeat, Adam Hazley had a solid day. He goes four for six with an RBI and two runs scored. Bryce Harper, it's his first homer of the year, a three run shot, he went one for four. We head south from Philadelphia to DC where Glaber Torres came up clutch in the late innings for the New York Yankees. Line drive, it is a base hit in front of Taylor. Rounding third and heading home is Hicks, he'll score easily. It's a big RBI single for Glaber Torres and the Yankees lead three to two. A big day for Glaber Torres. He goes three for four with three of the five Yankees hits and that go ahead single would make the difference as the Yankees beat the Nationals by a 3-2 final. Washington had a 2-0 lead going into the top of the 7th inning. Trey Turner hit a solo shot in the bottom of the 3rd to make it 1-0 Washington. Then Eric Thames had an RBI single in the bottom of the 4th to extend the lead to 2. In the top of the 7th, Glaber Torres, the aforementioned, hit a solo shot and Luke Voigt tied it with one of his own to make it 2-2. And then that single from Torres off of Sean Doolittle made the difference in the ball game. Yankees used six different pitchers. Jonathan Loisica got the start. He went three innings of one-run baseball for the Bronx Bombers. Chad Green gets the win out of the bullpen for New York. Tommy Canely the hold. Zach Britton gets his first save of the year. A wasted effort from Patrick Corbin. He gets a no decision. Six and a third innings of one-run baseball. Just two hits allowed, no walks, and eight strikeouts. Sean Doolittle picks up the loss. One run in two-thirds of an inning for him. For Washington, two-hit ball games for Trey Turner and Adam Eaton. Nationals were held to seven hits in the ball game. Glaber Torres was the only Yankee with multiple hits. Luke Voigt went one for four with that home run we mentioned earlier. The Yankees are two and one. Nationals are one and two. If clutch hitting is the name of the game early on in our show, then the dictionary definition of it comes to us courtesy of C.J. Krohn of the Detroit Tigers. Off to Cincinnati for the Tigers and the Reds. Man on, but move him over to second base. Goes the other way. Did he get it? Deep to right. Get going. Gone. How about that? A two-run bomb. That C.J. Krohn two-run homer off of Michael Lorenzen broke a 1-1 tie in the top of the ninth inning. It made it 3-1 Tigers at the time. Aristides Aquino had an RBI double in the bottom of the ninth inning against Jose Jimenez, but Jimenez would shut the door. Tigers win 3-2. Trevor Bauer, a tough luck, no decision for Cincinnati. He goes six and a third innings, allows one run on just two hits, walks one, he strikes out 13, the only run he allowed – came on a third-inning home run from Nico Goodrum. Spencer Turnbull, the starter for the Tigers, went five innings, allowed one run on three hits, walked four, and struck out eight. Jose Cisnero got the win out of the bullpen for Detroit, pitching a scoreless eighth inning. Tigers had just three hits in the ball game, two of them homers. Reds had just six hits in the game. Nobody had multiple hits for Cincinnati. Tigers pitching had 13 strikeouts. Reds pitching had 16 strikeouts. Detroit is 2-1 to start the year. Cincinnati is 1-2. Jose Ramirez is a big part of the Cleveland Indians lineup and he made his presence well-known today at Progressive Field. On to Cleveland for the Royals and the Indians. Jose hammers it deep right field. Back is Cordero, he's out of room, it's out of here. And the Indians have their first home run of the season. A three-run shot by Jose Ramirez here in inning number four. And the Indians have blown the lid off this baby. Now lead it 7-1. to one. Boy, he hit that ball hard. Ramirez rocks one to deep left field. Down the line it goes, and it is gone. A home run for Ramirez, his second of the afternoon. He's hit one from each side of the plate. The switch hitting Jose Ramirez hits a pair of homers, goes three for four with four RBI and four runs scored as the Indians pound the Royals by a 9-2 score. Cleveland never trailed in the game. They scored two runs in the bottom of the first inning. They scored two in the bottom of the third inning. Salvador Perez had an RBI single for the Royals in the top of the fourth inning, but the first of the two homers for Ramirez came in the bottom of the fourth to extend the lead to 7-1. Other good days offensively included Domingo Santana, the right fielder for Cleveland. He went 3 for 3 with an RBI and a walk. And Cesar Hernandez for the Indians went 2 for 4 with two runs scored. Carlos Carrasco gets the win for Cleveland. He goes six innings of two run baseball, five hits allowed, one walk, and 10 strikeouts. Indians pitching had 15 strikeouts in the game. Ronald Bolaños takes the loss for Kansas City. He gave up two unearned runs in two innings of work. Royals ended up using eight different pitchers in the ball game. Cleveland 2-1, Kansas City 1-2. In defeat Michael Franco went 2 for 4 with a run scored and Alberto Mondesi went 2 for 4 with a run scored for KC. Do you like walk-offs? Well, I like walk-offs, and Kevin Kiermaier of the Tampa Bay Rays, well, he gave the proverbial fans something to celebrate with this shot here in the ninth inning. On to Tampa for the Blue Jays and the Rays. And a shot off the right side, back into the corner. Here comes Smith to tie it. Martinez hitting third. Lenares will wave him home. Rays are gonna win. It. Safe at the plate. And the Rays score two in the 10th. on the shot up the right side by Kiermaier in a 6-5 final. A walk-off triple for Kevin Kiermaier in the bottom of the 10th inning as the Rays beat the Blue Jays 6-5 at the Trop. It was a heck of a ball game today. Tampa Bay was down by two runs going into the bottom of the ninth inning. G-Man Choi walked with the bases loaded to make it 4-3, and then Brandon Lau singled home the tying run in William Damas to make it 4-4. In the top of the tenth inning, Lourdes Guriel, with the runner starting on second base, that is the rule now in extra innings, hit a sacrifice fly to make it 5-4, then with two on in the bottom of the 10th inning and the Blue Jays leading 5-4, to four, Kevin Kiermeyer tripled home two runs against Shun Yamaguchi to make it a 6-5 final. Chaz Rowe got the win out of the bullpen for Tampa Bay. He goes one inning of work, gives up an unearned run. Again, the run that starts on second base is automatically unearned. Blake Snell got the start for Tampa. He went just two innings, but he struck out five. Another solid day offensively for Brandon Lau as he goes 3-for-5 in the ball game. Tampa had eight total hits. Bo Bichette for Toronto goes 2-for-6 with two RBI. Vlad Guerrero Jr. goes 2-for-5. Randall Gritchick, a nice day as he goes 2-for-2 two two with a run scored. But the hero, Kevin Kiermaier, goes 1-for-5, but the two RBI in the 10th make all the difference. Tampa is 2-and-1. Toronto is 1-and-2. Who would have thought that the Baltimore Orioles would be over 500 three games into the year? The answer, not many people, but they are. To Boston for the O's and the Red Sox. Cisco down on third base. That's hit well. Right field, way back, and it is gone into the bullpen. And the Orioles add two more with more clutch, two out hitting. This time, Anthony Santander out of the house. How about you, big fella? I like that line at the end of the highlight about the big fella, Anthony Santander, who goes one for four with that two-run homer. Big day for the Orioles offensively as they beat the Red Sox 7-4. to four. Baltimore jumped out to a 2-0 lead in the top of the first inning thanks to a two-run homer from Rio Ruiz. Red Sox would get a run back, though, in the bottom of the second inning on a solo shot from Christian Vasquez. Orioles got a run in the third they got three in the fourth with Santander having two of those on his home run Kevin Pillar hit a homer in the bottom of the fifth for Boston Chris Davis though had the capper with the score six four in the top of the ninth inning. He had an RBI double that scored Hanser Alberto. And the Orioles are two and one to start the season. Red Sox are one and two. Wade LeBlanc gets the win. He allows four runs in five and two thirds innings. Strikes out four doesn't walk anybody for the Orioles. Ryan Weber takes the loss for Boston. He allows six runs on six hits in three and two thirds innings. Walks three, doesn't strike out anybody the save in two scoreless innings goes to Cole Sulcer for Baltimore highlights offensively Jose Iglesias had a fantastic day for Baltimore he goes four for five with a run scored and an RBI Hanser Alberto a solid performance as he goes two for four with a run scored Chris Davis one for five with that RBI double that we talked about in the ninth inning For Boston, Christian Vasquez had multiple hits with that solo homer. He went two for four in the ball game. Jackie Bradley Jr., the only other Red Sox with multiple hits as he goes two for three with a run scored. Xander Bogarts one for four with two RBI. We now go to the south side of Chicago for the Twins and the White Sox. And there's a reason why they call Nelson Cruz the Boomstick. Good for him to get two appearances now in the big leagues. Down the left field line. He's done it again. A three-run home run. That was the second of two home runs for Nelson Cruz on the afternoon. He goes four for five with seven RBI and four runs scored as the Twins pound the White Sox. 14 2. Minnesota scored four in the top of the first and five in the top of the second as they knocked out White Sox starter Reynaldo Lopez after just two thirds of an inning. Gio Gonzalez came in. He pitched three and two thirds out of the bullpen, but he allowed six runs on seven hits. Jake Cave got the party started with a grand slam in the top of the first inning for Minnesota. He went one for four on the day with those four RBI. Nelson Cruz hit his first homer, a solo shot in the top of the fourth inning to make it 10 to nothing. Luis Robert hit his first major league home run, a two run shot in the bottom of the fifth inning to make it 10-2. Those are the only runs the White Sox would score in the game. The highlight that you heard was Cruz's second homer of the game, which was a three run shot in the top of the eighth inning. Marwin Gonzalez would hit a solo shot in the top of the ninth to make it 14-2. Gonzalez on the day went two for five with a run scored and an RBI. Luis Arias goes two for five for Minnesota. Jorge Polanco two for four with two runs scored. For the White Sox, Adam Engel goes three for four with a run scored. He accounted for half of the White Sox six hits. Kenta Maeda gets the win in his Twins debut as he gives up two earned runs on four hits over five innings. Walks one and strikes out six. Twins are two and one, White Sox are one and two. The Seattle Mariners are the youngest roster in all of Major League Baseball, and their potential rookie of the year, Kyle Lewis, came up clutch down in Houston to Minute Maid Park for the Mariners and the Astros. Go ahead, run at second. And base hit right field. Reddick with the big arm. Nola scores right behind Rashid. Look, he's in there safely. What a great slide. That two RBI single from Kyle Lewis in the top of the eighth inning made the difference as the Mariners get their first win of the year, beating the Astros seven to six. The winning pitcher out of the bullpen, Dan Altavilla, he pitches a scoreless seventh inning. The loser, Chris Davinsky, he allows three runs on three hits in the eighth inning, walks one and strikes out one. The save goes to Taylor Williams as he allows one run on two hits in the ninth inning, strikes out the side and doesn't walk anybody. Mariners struck first in the top of the first inning. An RBI double from Kyle Seager and an RBI single from Evan White made it 2-0 Seattle. Alex Bregman cut the lead in half with an RBI double in the bottom of the first inning Mariners extended the lead to 4-1 in the top of the fourth inning, an RBI double from Malik Smith, followed by an RBI double from Shed Long. Astros would take the lead in the bottom of the fourth inning thanks to an RBI single from Uli Gurriel, a Josh Reddick walk with the bases loaded, and a two RBI single from Martin Maldonado. Mariners would tie it up in the top of the eighth inning on an RBI double from Shed Long, and then the highlight you just heard would give the Mariners the 7-5 lead, courtesy of potential Rookie of the Year, Kyle Lewis. You say Kikuchi got the start for Seattle. He allowed five runs in three and two-thirds innings, walked four, struck out four. Zach Ranky got the start for Houston. Three and a third innings, three runs on four hits, two walks, and two strikeouts offensively for Seattle, multi-hit games for Lewis, who went two for four with two RBI, Shed Long, two for five with two RBI, and Tim Lopes, who went three for four with two runs scored. For Houston, the only player with multiple hits, Michael Brantley, as he goes two for five with a run scored. Mariners are one and two, Astros are two and one. Off to St. Louis for the Pirates and the Cardinals. And the Pittsburgh Pirates, well, they got themselves in the win column. Because they're swinging about well. You don't want them to cool off watching a week of baseball. This one hit well out to center. And Jose Osuna hits a two-out, two-run homer. And the Bucks are in the lead, 3-1. to one. Pirates would go on to win by a 5-1 score, picking up their first win of the year. Pittsburgh had a big day from Phillip Evans, who went three for four with an RBI and a run scored. Cardinals struck first in the bottom of the third inning thanks to an RBI single from Tommy Edmond, but the Pirates tied the game in the top of the fourth inning on a Colin Moran homer. Jose Ozuna hit a two-run homer to make it 3-1, then Josh Bell, a sacrifice fly in the top of the fifth inning to make it 4-1, and then Philip Evans with an RBI double in the eighth to make it 5-1, that was the final. Mitch Keller picks up the win for Pittsburgh, allows one run on two hits in five innings, walks three, strikes out two, Dakota Hudson takes the loss for the Cardinals, he allows four runs on seven hits in four and a third innings, one walk and four strikeouts. Cardinals had just five hits, nobody with multiple hits, although the top four in the order each had one hit exactly. Philip Evans was the only Pirate with multiple hits. Pittsburgh 1-2, and two, St. Louis 2-1. and one. A big day for the Boppers and Cubby Blue, down to Chicago for the Brewers and the Cubs. The 3-1 is hit high and deep to left. Yellich will watch it, go! the second homer one of three homers for the Cubs on the day the second of the year for Ian Happ as Chicago rolls Milwaukee 9-1 Happ two for four with three RBI Wilson Contreras had himself a home run he went two for four with two RBI and two runs scored Anthony Rizzo hit a home run in the bottom of the eighth inning he went one for four on the day Tyler Chatwood picks up the win for the Cubs. He allows one run on three hits in six innings. Walks two, strikes out eight. Freddie Peralta takes the loss for Milwaukee. Four runs on three hits in three innings, two walks, and three strikeouts. Cubs never trailed in the ball game. They took the lead in the bottom of the second inning on a Jason Hayward ground out. They then scored four runs in the bottom of the fourth inning, a Wilson Contreras RBI double, a Nico Horner infield single, a Victor Caratini single, and an Ian Happ single. The only run for the Brewers on the day came on an RBI single from Orlando Arcia in the top of the fifth inning, but the Cubs would finish off with three homers, a Wilson Contreras solo shot in the seventh, an Ian Happ two-run shot in the eighth, and Anthony Rizzo's solo shot also in the eighth inning. Brewers, for the second time in three games, were held to just three hits. They were three hit by Kyle Hendricks in his complete game shutout on Friday night. Brewers are one and two, Cubs are two and one. Trevor Story made quite the story for himself down in Texas. We head to Arlington for the Rockies and the Rangers. And that one is long gone. Take a good look. You won't see it for long. Second dick shot here in Texas. And it's four-to-two Colorado. One of two homers on the day for Trevor Story as Colorado beats Texas five to two. Rangers got two early runs, one in the bottom of the second inning on a Joey Gallo solo homer, and then one in the bottom of the third on a Nick Solick RBI single, but the Rockies came back and took the lead in the top of the fourth inning, a Trevor Story two-run homer to tie the game, and then Ryan McMahon hit a sacrifice fly. The call that you just heard was Trevor Story's homer in the top of the sixth inning to make it 4-2. to two. Rockies would add one more run for good measure in the top of the ninth inning on a Tony Walters RBI single. The winning pitcher, Kyle Freeland, he goes six innings of two-run baseball, four hits allowed, three walks, and five strikeouts. Wade Davis picks up his second save for the Rockies in a scoreless ninth inning. Corey Kluber got the start for the Rangers, He went just one inning of scoreless work. Joe Palumbo takes the loss out of the bullpen. He allows three runs in two innings on three hits, one walk, and four strikeouts. Rangers used seven different pitchers in the ballgame. For the Rockies, Daniel Murphy goes two for four. Trevor Story two for two with two homers, three RBI, and two walks drawn. For the Rangers, Nick Solek goes two for four. He was the only Ranger in the ballgame with multiple hits. Colorado is two and one. Texas is one and two. Shohei Otani made his much-anticipated return to the mound after missing all of 2019 on the pitching end, recovering from Tommy John surgery. The outing? Well, let's just say it did not go as planned. To Oakland for the Angels and the A's. That one's hit deep to left field, and that baby is gone. Very deep. That was a solo shot from Sean Murphy of the Oakland A's, but a misnomer on that highlight because that was not one of the runs that Shohei Ohtani gave up. A's beat the Angels 6-4 at the Coliseum in Oakland on Sunday. Otani got the start. He gave up five runs in the first inning. He did not record an out. He ends up going 0.0 innings, five runs on three hits. He walked three, did not strike out anybody. Yusmero Petit got the win for the A's out of the bullpen as he pitched a scoreless fifth inning. Mike fires left in the fifth inning without recording an out. He went four innings, seven hits, four runs, no walks, and no strikeouts. Liam Hendricks got the save for Oakland. He went one and a third innings of scoreless relief with no walks and a strikeout. Marcus Simeon goes two for four with a run scored. Ramon Laureano, one for three with a run scored. Mark Canna goes one for four with two RBI and a run scored. Canna had a two RBI single against Otani in the bottom of the first inning. Robbie Grossman, two for three with an RBI. And Sean Murphy, one for three with that homer. Mike Trout had a solid day for the Angels. He goes two for three with all four of the Angels' RBIs. He hit a three run homer against Fires in the top of the third inning and a sack fly in the top of the fifth. He was basically the Angels' offense. Brian Goodwin goes two for four with two runs scored. A's are two and one. Angels are one and two. The Padres were trying to make it 3-0 down in San Diego, but the Diamondbacks' Cattell Marte had other ideas. him inside that time. Grisham is in center. Vargas coming home. Throw is cut off. RBI for Cattell, and it's a 3-2 Diamondbacks lead. Arizona avoids an 0-3 start as they beat the Padres 4-3 down at Petco Park. Archie Bradley gets the win out of the bullpen. He goes an inning and two-thirds, three hits, one run, no walks, and two strikeouts. The loss goes to Kirby Yates, who allows two runs on two hits, walks two, and strikes out one in two-thirds of an inning. This game was very back and forth. Padres took the lead in the bottom of the third inning on an Eric Hosmer solo homer. Diamondbacks tied it up at 1 in the top of the 8th inning on a Starling Marte RBI single. Then the Diamondbacks took the lead on an Eduardo Escobar double play ground ball. Padres, though, would tie it in the bottom of the 8th inning as pinch hitter Greg Garcia hit an RBI single to score the tying run. Then Cattell Marte hit that sacrifice fly, followed up by an insurance run RBI single from David Peralta. Jacob Cronenworth doubled to deep right center field, scoring Trent Grisham to make it 4-3 in the bottom of the ninth inning, but Archie Bradley would shut the door. Garrett Richards got the start for San Diego. He shut out the Diamondbacks over five innings of work. He allowed just one hit, walked three, and struck out six. Zach Gallen got the start for Arizona. He allowed one run in four innings. He struck out six. Diamondbacks are one and two. Padres are 2 and 1. The Atlanta Braves had a big day offensively in New York, the first of two Sunday night baseball games, the Mets and the Braves from City Field. They just don't go hand in hand normally. Pretty well struck right field, Conforto back, back some more and that one is gone. Look at the power from Dansby Swanson. Have a night. He's knocked in 5. He goes apple right there. The Braves hit four homers in the ball game and route to a 14-1 route of the New York Mets. Braves got on the board in the very first inning on an RBI single from Matt Adams. They added on to that on a Dansby Swanson single. Brandon Nimmo had an RBI double for the Mets in the bottom of the second inning, but that was all for the Mets as the Braves scored five runs in the third, two runs in the fourth, one in the fifth, two in the sixth, and two in the seventh, en route to a 14 1 victory. Yolis Chasin gets the win for the Braves out of the bullpen. He goes three and two thirds innings of scoreless relief one hit, one walk, and one strikeout. Rick Porcello gets roughed up in his Mets debut. He allows seven runs, six earned on seven hits in two innings of work. He also walked three and struck out one. Offensive highlights of the day, Ozzy Albies ends up going 3-for-6 with 3 RBI and 3 runs scored. He ends up hitting his first home run of the season. Marcel Ozuna goes 2-for-4 with a 2-run homer and 2 runs scored. He hit his second home run of the season. mean Contreras, the catcher, goes 3-for-5 and also wrapping up the highlights. Ender Enciarte, 2-for-5 with 2 RBI. For Atlanta, but Dansby Swanson, the star of the show, as he goes 3-for-5 with 5 RBI, 2 runs scored, including a 2-run homer that made it 9-1 in the top of the fourth inning. Just six total hits for the Mets. Nobody had a multi-hit game for New York. Let's finish out in Los Angeles, where the Giants were looking to split the four-game series against the Los Angeles Dodgers. Out over the plate. That one's lined into left field. Here comes Solano. Throw home is cut off, and the Giants go back on top by a run. It was not pretty, but the Giants come up with a 3-1 win over the Dodgers to split their four-game series in Los Angeles. Giants got on the board in the third inning as Darren Ruff singled home Mauricio Dubon. Cody Bellinger tied the game up with an RBI single in the bottom of the third inning, but in the top of the sixth, DuBon comes up and singles in Donovan Solano, and then Solano follows with an RBI single of his own in the seventh. Drew Smiley got the start for San Francisco. He goes three and a third innings, allows one run on four hits, one walk and two strikeouts. Julio Urias got the start for LA. No decision for him as well. Five innings, five hits, one run, three walks, and three strikeouts. The winner for the Giants, Wandy Peralta, who goes one full inning out of the bullpen, all scoreless. One strikeout, the saved Trevor Gott, who pitches a scoreless ninth inning for San Francisco. Only nine hits for the Giants, multiple hits for Darren Ruff, who goes two for four, Donovan Solano, who goes two for four, and Mauricio Dubon, who goes two for four. Dodgers had multi-eight games from Justin Turner, who was two for three, and Cody Bellinger, who was two for four. Giants are two and two, Dodgers are two and two, that is your recap for Sunday, July 26th, 2020. Now let's look ahead to today's ball games. Today begins at the Oakland Coliseum, 1240 Pacific starting time between the A's and the Angels. Griffin Canning takes the ball for Los Angeles. Chris Bassett for Oakland. 110 start in San Diego between the Diamondbacks and the Padres. Luke Weaver for Arizona, Joey Lucchesi for San Diego. Blue Jays will be in Washington squaring up with the Nationals. Trent Thornton goes for Toronto, Anibal Sanchez for Washington. Rays are hosting the Braves at the Trop at 6:40 Eastern Time. Mike Fultonavich goes for Atlanta, Tyler Glasnow for Tampa Bay. Cubs are in Cincinnati taking on the Reds. John Lester for the Cubs, Wade Miley for Cincinnati. Yankees in Philadelphia to take on the Phillies. J.A. Happ, the former Philly, goes for New York. Jake Arrieta for Philadelphia. Brewers are at the Pirates. Adrian Hauser for Milwaukee. Steven Brault for the Pirates. Orioles are at the Marlins. It'll be Asher Wojciechowski for Baltimore. And Pablo Lopez for Miami. Mariners will finish up their series in Houston, a four-game set. Kendall Graveman for the Mariners Josh James for the Astros Royals are at Detroit that's a 7-10 Eastern starting time Mike Montgomery for Kansas City Michael Fulmer for the Tigers although Fulmer is only expected to go maybe one or two innings White Sox are at the Indians Dylan Cease for Chicago and Aaron Savali for Cleveland and finally the Mets are at the Red Sox Michael Waka for New York against Josh Osich for Boston. That is your rundown of today's games, and now for a couple of quick hitters on issues going on in Major League Baseball right now. We will start out our story segment talking about the Miami Marlins, who had to fly back today to Miami instead of yesterday because of the four players that tested positive for COVID-19. The Marlins are using an abundance of caution in regards to this situation. The team felt like it was better to stay in Philadelphia last night rather than come back. The four players that tested positive, including starter Jose Urania from yesterday, are going to have to quarantine in Philadelphia's team hotel for the next two weeks, before they can return to Miami. This is concerning given the fact this is the largest amount of positive tests on one team at one time since the regular season began. Mike Moustakis was placed on the injured list for the Reds as well as he was feeling ill, so it seems like COVID-19 is popping up in more places east than it is west at this point. Let's just hope that there is no serious outbreak amongst the Marlins, and that the four players that tested positive are isolated incidents. But unlike the Juan Soto positive test, having four players on the same team test positive, that is not a good sign. Moving down to the Lone Star State, in Houston, Justin Verlander is going to be out for at least the next two weeks with a forearm strain. There were reports out earlier that said it was going to be Tommy John surgery, Verlander as he is known to do clapped back on social media and said it's just a forearm strain that they're being careful with it I think the truth will lie in how much Verlander actually pitches the rest of the season if he doesn't pitch the rest of the season then we know what's up up in Arlington Corey Kluber we mentioned he only pitched one inning he had some shoulder tightness so that's obviously a concern for him being that he is the prized new acquisition of the Texas Rangers rotation. And finally, the Blue Jays are not going to play their first game in Buffalo until August 11th, as Major League Baseball needs to do some modifications to Salem Field in Buffalo. So until then the Blue Jays will be nomads and play every game on the road. That is your storyline segment for today, July 27th, 2020. And that will do it for MLB Morning Coffee. Hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure you review, rate, and subscribe. And we will talk to you tomorrow after another great slate of Major League Baseball games.